This is a HeadGum Podcast. You will drain us. Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. And this is another episode of Who's There, a week after Thanksgiving. Are you done with all your leftovers? Do you have leftovers? I guess they're at your parents' house. I don't have leftovers. I ate all the leftovers. Did your mom give you any of the slaw? The best part is my mom left the slaw in the fridge, and then she was like, oh no, I forgot to like take out the slaw, and oh. so we had to eat the slaw for like dessert, but it was delicious. Like it was after Wait, the meal. she did that last time. She did that when I was there. She forgot the slaw. I think she does it on purpose, so the slaw can be the star of the meal. I mean, slaw only gets better with time. Does you know? it? <laughs> does it, though? Yeah. Slaw is like wine. It's like wine and Meghan Markle. It only gets better with time. Have you talked about... Have we talked about the slaw? Is that... Is this... No. We've talked. I, did we mention this law? Callers, call in if we mention no, this law. No, don't call in. in the last... if, don't call. Don't you dare call in. We, my mom makes really good coleslaw and Bobby like loved it. And so. I loved it so much that I think her mom thought I was kidding. I think he, she thought that too. But it was but, good. It was good. Hey, Allison, I love your slaw. She's not so listening. So what, what are we, what are we talking about this week? We got a lot of, we got a lot of good calls. We're just, we're just taking in what the people bring us and we're just serving it back out. We are like. We're public servants. <laughs> and the big news of, of the day is the Matt Lauer news. He was fired, but we don't have any calls because it just happened. Yeah, but also like Matt Lauer, kind of them I don't know, people people might call. Who are the who's in the Matt Lauer firing situation? Well, a very who a very who thing is that Andy Cohen managed to get out some juicy goss on TMZ back in twenty twelve. Well, it's just funny because she said it, she said it like jokingly, right? Like he pinched my ass a lot, right? Yes. Like he, and then the, and then TMZ's like, Ooh, we remember this, like go back and pull it out mm-hmm. as like, oh, mm-hmm. well, it seems like he's inappropriate. Mm-hmm. He said, what's the most annoying thing that Matt Lauer does? And she goes, he pinches my ass a lot. Oh my God. But she says it in that way. But she clearly didn't she think it, it was in that bad way where it's like, say. I'm smiling. Yeah. I'm smiling because yeah. I have to smile. But yeah, isn't that awful? You co-hosted the Today Show with Matt Lauer for 15 years. What is Matt's most annoying habit? <laughs> mm. He pinches me on the ass a lot. Wow. <laughs> I wouldn't have a problem with that. Thanks, everybody. Thank you, Katie. Isn't that so annoying? I have to just laugh it off. LOL. Right. And like no one even cared or said anything. And Andy Cohen, right. like it all just passed, right? How long ago yeah. was that? 2012? Two, 2012. It reminds me of, it reminds me of, uh, you remember Working Girl in Working Girl, how Melanie Griffith's character is like knows all about business, but she knows the juiciest gossip because she reads page six. Yeah. <laughs> so she knows about like the radio host marrying someone else or something mm-hmm. because she reads page six. Mm-hmm. It's like always pay attention. You can't discount what Andy Cohen does on Watch What Happens Live. You're no. going to get a juicy nugget that you may have to revisit five years later. If you watch Watch What Happens Live, you know that he often asks questions. He gets away with asking more kind of hot topic questions because of the way that he positions himself as an interviewer and host. Mm -hmm. Um, He's kind of like, I would say, the Howard Stern of 2017 in that way. Not that Howard Stern doesn't still exist, but I think Howard Stern has always had this thing where he can ask certain, get away with asking certain types Mm -hmm. of questions that no one else can get away with. And I really think Andy Cohen is the new version of that, where he is able just to like somehow slip his way into asking the questions that no one else did you see yesterday he asked no. Army Hammer about his balls hanging out of his shorts <laughs> and call me by your name? 
I didn't see that, but I did see that Army Hammer quit Twitter, which is one of the calls we have. He quit Twitter because of a BuzzFeed piece by Anne Helen Peterson. But um, <sighs> yeah, which we can like we can't either talk about Army Hammer. Get I, into. I don't know or... why I brought up Army okay. Hammer. You don't want to get into and his it. Balls and his tweets. I'm sad that he left. I think he's a sensitive soul. I'm sure. I think he'll be back. <laughs> he'll be back. So today we have um, some comments as usual. Hey, who weekly? This is Marcella, first time caller. Um, I wanted to make a comment regarding the Israeli celebrities. You guys forgot the most iconic celebrity uh, from Israel, which is Natalie Portman. Um, you could also mention uh, a more Jewish celebrity, which is Yael Gogla from Jane the Virgin. On another note, um, I was recently watching the wonderful Christmas movie Finding Christmas with, no, sorry, Finding Santa with uh, Jody Sweden, the less uh, wholesome uh, alum of uh, Full House. And I was kind of wondering if you think that her uh, TV sister and friend and iconic Hallmark star, Candace Cameron Vure, actually got her that gift. Bye, guys. So let's start with the Israeli celebrities. I did miss Natalie Portman. I also missed Bar Raphael. Bar... (laughs) Fuck. I also missed Bar Raffaelli. Is that how you pronounce her name? There are two sides to GoDaddy. There's the sexy side represented by Bar Raffaelli. And the smart side that creates a killer website for your small business represented by Walter. I was going to ask you. She's Israeli. How do you, I thought you knew like how to speak Hebrew and like the accent. Bobby, I don't know how to speak Hebrew just because I'm know how to, Jewish. You can, you can read the Torah. <laughs> I you can't know how read to like pronounce things. I can't read the Torah. Okay. I don't know how to pronounce it. The other funny thing is that somebody called in and was really mad that we pronounced um, Gal Gadot wrong. I just feel like when I pronounce it correctly. Once again, Lindsay, this is your responsibility. I look to you to get this right. No, you don't. Shut up. I do. Shut up. I'm just saying they were mad. But whenever I pronounce it correctly, Gal Gadot, I sound crazy. Like, that sounds crazy to stop, you know, to, to pronounce Anyways, what I'm saying is... Oh, so, Lindsay, her real name sounds crazy. Okay. Is that what you're saying? No, I the sound... The actual pronunciation of her name is crazy. No, I sound crazy when I'm speaking just, like, English, and then I'm like, Gal Gadot. Like, it just... Jada I... De Laurentiis does that on every day. I mean, I guess she does sound crazy. So, Jada <laughs> De Laurentiis sounds crazy when she does it. I see what okay, you're saying. You know so, what? Point taken. But the point best taken. part is when you search Israeli celebrities on Google, you get, like, your algorithmic response. And here's the order of top three Israeli celebrities. Ready? Gal Gadot is not in it. It's Bar Raffaelli, Natalie Portman, and then Gene Simmons. Gene Simmons? So I'm just saying, like, somebody at Google is fucking up big time because... Is Gene Simmons actually Israeli? I guess. Like, was he born in I guess in he Israel? was born in Israel. Because that's also why I kind of maybe forgot Natalie Portman. I knew she was Israeli, obviously. But while she was born oh. in... She was born in Israel, but she grew up in Los Angeles. Like, she was a young actress in Los Angeles. That's why she was in, like... Okay all those movies when she was a yeah, kid. Uh, Gene Simmons is from Haifa. Yeah. I'm just saying, I think I I would have, Bar is the one that I should have remembered. It's not surprising. Did you surprising. see my text to you? What? With the, with the the Google suggestions, when you type in Bar Ref, you get Bar Raffaele, Bar Raffaele Instagram, and Bar Refrigerator. She's like <laughs> one notch above Bar Refrigerator. <laughs> um, the other thing we did wrong, I forgot, did we mention this last episode is we mixed up... Uh, a dead mouse and danger mouse for like a full call. Yeah, we already mentioned okay, that. Okay, good. That wrong. Just someone called in about that. And I was like, I know. Also, who cares? <laughs> Anyways. Okay. So 
the literal opposite of who cares is this call about Meghan and Prince Harry. Oh my God. Everyone cares. Every single person in the world cares. Mm -hmm. Meghan, it is like Meghan Markle just became, you know, one of the top five most famous people on the planet. Wow. That's a lot. Because she's a she's going to be a royal. No, I mean top ten. I top I know 10. the fact that we've infiltrated that family. It took us this long, but we did it. Is <laughs> beautiful, right? It is. No, it is. It's there. It's poetic. It's poetic. It's let's, amazing. Let's we're gonna we're gonna like you know fuck up their bloodline. We're so ready. We're here. <laughs> they could that use bloodline, it. That bloodline could use it. They could use it. That's what I was gonna say. They could use it. The bloodline could, could use, use it. it. Like you're welcome, um, honestly, for some for some like you know a diversity in your DNA. Like we, we could really, you could really use it. Yeah, that blood that bloodline is is hungry for something. Here we go. <laughs> I'm sure you got so many calls about this, but Prince Harry and Meghan Markle are engaged. Allison, what do you think about that? That's crazy. She doesn't know who Meghan Markle is, but no one does. She's in suits. Did you ever watch the show? She never watched the show. Anyway, Meghan Markle, Prince Harry, engaged, wild, crazy. Uh, that means we're going to have a black princess. Blah. What do you think about that? Are we going to have a black princess or a black duchess? Isn't that the thing? She's a duchess? I don't know. How, she I don't know how it works. I don't I don't think that she Well, he's a prince. She's a princess. No, I know, but so is William and but Kate is a duchess. She's duchess of Cambridge. So, how do you get to be a princess? You know what? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> if you're going to speak like you know, you better have done the research. No, I know that. I know that she's not going to be a princess. I know she's going to be a duchess. I just don't really know the difference between those two things. And I would solicit a call, but also I don't really care enough about, you know, royal titles. Because they're mostly bullshit at this point. They are. It's mostly funny, too, because I was emailing with our home correspondent a little bit about this. We Well, we were emailing, but then we, like, oh. went into this. And he was like, why do Americans, like, fucking care about this? Like, it's so stupid. And I was like... He said mm. it's distracting British people from Brexit. Well, I mean, there's a lot of people who think a lot of... Like, a lot of people don't like the royal family, like, straight up. Like, that's just not, you know, like, it's not this yeah. beloved, it's not this, like, universally, universally beloved over. thing over there, right? I mean, I think we, we're in such shit right now that we see everyone else's problems as, like, less, you know, big as ours, but, like, clearly. So he was just asking, and I was like, honestly, I feel like this one's really easy. It's, you know, she's like this C-list celebrity who is biracial, yeah, and who, like, somehow met him and like cleaned up his image and like found her way into the into the palace like it's yeah. it's very simple and it's very um lifetime slash hallmark movies which we found out she it's has the most, been it's in the most hallmark plot ever well she's been in two did you see this yes what was she was one for fourth of july because we'd had fireworks over and then she was in a valentine's day one yeah. Uh, She's not quite as prolific as Candace Cameron Bure, but well, she should have been. First of all, how could you even be? <laughs> how? Like, how could you beat her? She was in a movie called Dater's Handbook. Um, she is a, a woman. A Dater's Handbook. Step one, marry the prince. <laughs> a successful woman. A successful businesswoman who can't decide who she wants to fall in love with. So she throws out her standard dating do's and don'ts and lets a popular book dictate all of her decisions. Okay, that's a bad idea. It's also just funny that 99% of these movies are about, like, princesses, like, becoming, like, regular women becoming princesses. And Meghan Markle didn't get that one, but then it happened to her real life. I'm trying to change how I choose relationships. Maybe it's time to try something new. 
Ah, you're suggesting the dater's handbook. It's time to bring out the checklist. George. He's reliable, dependable. And then Robert. He's good looking, he's fun. How do I choose one of them? I don't think that using a checklist to find love is correct. I think it should be about heart, feelings. Dater's Handbook. On Hallmark Channel. There's a really funny tweet. I'm looking at like roundups of like the best tweets of about, about Meghan Markle marrying Prince Harry. Yeah. And one of them is, is this tweet that says, uh, quote, well, actually, she'll be a duchess because... And then someone goes, go, princess, black princess. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it truly... Like, that's just the representation of Americans caring about royalties. We do not care how it works. We do not care what their jobs are. We no. don't care what they mean to the, to the monarchy or the rest of England or anything. Yeah. We just literally care that there's literally a, a real black princess. Suit star... Oh. suit star Meghan Markle will be queen and God. that's the end of it like <laughs> that's the end that's we don't need a call I can believe that suits has left such a legacy <laughs> like on our like did you ever think that like suits would be so legendary and iconic and now like one of the most important tv shows of our time suits is always going to be mentioned in the first like two paragraphs of this princess's yeah, biography. like suit star like from the popular show suits it's like oh god this is what we have like Fuck, but I love it. I love it. <laughs> um, there's a related call to this after, so play that one now. Hey, Who Weekly. Burning question about the royal engagement. Do you think Queen Elizabeth knows who Troyan Belisario is? Discuss. Thanks, bye. Did you see the suits cast being like, we're so happy for her? It's like, okay. Yeah, they're like, please, Calm down. they're like, please cancel us. Please. <laughs> we're begging you, put us to sleep. <laughs> we can't take this anymore. Does the queen know? And she'll never know. Does something. Queen Elizabeth know who Troy and Belisario is? I would say no. Even if, even if Meghan Markle has brought up Troy and Belisario, for those of you who don't know, um, the connection here is that Troy and Belisario is married to Meghan Markle's on-screen love interest, Patrick Adams. So, like, Patrick Adams and Meghan Markle are on-screen partners, or they were at one point. And so, like, these couples, like, Harry and Meghan and Troyan and Patrick definitely, yeah, like, have been on a double So, thing. like, Harry definitely knows who Troyan is. Harry definitely knows who Patrick Adams is. The Queen doesn't pay attention. The Queen doesn't care. There's no... Even if Meghan Markle has said the name Troy and Belisario 100 times in the presence of the Queen and her corgis, Queen Elizabeth did not take any of that information in. Can you imagine Meghan Markle, like, somehow wanting to further, like, Troy and Belisario's presence to the Queen for some reason and just, like, trying to bring her up all the time? If Troy and Belisario walked up to the Queen and was like, hi, my name is Troy and Belisario, like, I'm friends with Meghan, the the Queen queen would not know who Troy and Belisario is, even after that. Yeah, please have this woman removed. Patrick Adams is like, no, 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 this is fine, we're friends with Meghan, and she, like, calls security on both of them. I don't care if you're friends with Megan. Who is Megan? <laughs> yeah, I think that's also that's also the main point. The Queen Elizabeth barely knows who Meghan Markle is. She sure as hell doesn't know who Troy and Belisario is. Barely. I mean, she's it's probably now like really it's pro- she's probably now realizing, but up until this point, I don't, don't even think get she's us started had a clear on Prince idea. Philip. Prince Philip is Prince Philip Prince Philip has no idea who Meghan Markle is. Can you imagine Queen Elizabeth just being like suits? <laughs> Suits? Suits? 
Really? Imagine her getting suits? like a dossier on Meghan Markle, and it includes like VHS copies of suits, <laughs> a not DVD even DVDs. Suits. Like they have an old VCR in their bedroom, and she says something like, "Americans like the show. This is popular in America." And they're like, "Yeah, definitely. It's def- It's like a legal procedural. Americans love it." And she's like, "Oh, okay, whatever." <laughs> one of her, one of the guards in the big hats, the Buckingham Palace guards, like is explained to her that it's like suits and lawsuits. He's like, it's "Do you fun. get it? It's like they're wearing suits, and it's." <laughs> She's like, I don't, I don't really, I still don't understand it. Can you bring me something? Some it's really funny something. imagining Queen Elizabeth just not caring, doing, but also just doing anything a normal human does. <laughs> Clearly, our comedy is just like, imagine this woman. Queen Elizabeth like, calls six one nine, who them, and is like, can you help me out here? Like, who? My grand, my grandson is dating this woman, and she's on the show. Suits. I don't know. Oh, okay. Here we we need to move on. We need to move on. Hey, Who Weekly. Uh, long-time listener, first-time caller from Richmond, Virginia. Uh, just recently saw uh, three billboards outside of Ebbing, Missouri. Um, Ebbing, Missouri? Whatever. I don't remember. It was, you know, you can take it or leave it. It was fine. Um, and there was one character that stood out to me. It was Woody Harrelson's wife, played by Abby Cornish. Uh, and to say that she had an undistinguishable accent is, like, overstating how bad her accent was in the movie, but I Googled her, and she actually is Australian. So it was like she is Australian, but also bad at her own accent. So I'm not exactly sure how to deal with that. But anyway, I uh, looked her up very briefly, and apparently she has a uh, rap career uh, under the name Dusk, um, which is very concerning to me just because you know, it's Abby Cornish, and who I don't even know who she is, and she has a rap career, and apparently she opened in Australia for Nas on his Domatic tour, which is just outstanding uh, and completely ridiculous. So if we could learn a little bit more about Abby Cornish, that would be great. I mean, is she, like, destined to be a who? Uh, like, a la, like, Kate Bosworth, always, like, the worst part of every good movie, or is she going to be famous one day? Like, I would just like to know. Anyway, thank you. Good from Bella Thorne. Abby Cornish had her shot and she lost it. What would it. you say is Abby Cornish is like, yeah, what was her like most, what was like the, the role Bright that was Star, to, like, which is amazing. Bright Star is one of my favorite movies and she's right. great in it. You're right. It's um, good. It is good. But but the reason, the reason Abby Cornish is like a long time, is long time member of the Who canon is because Abby Cornish is allegedly <laughs> the reason Ryan Phillippe left Reese Witherspoon. That's why Abby Cornish is anyone. And that's also sort of, regardless of how you feel about Abby Cornish, Abby Cornish's reputation was ruined because of that. I really do think that that's one of the main reasons Abby Cornish didn't happen was because she was the reason that that marriage broke up or according to the tabloid she was. And I think it kind of wrecked her reputation for a little bit. And most people have forgotten. She has that like, she has that like Sienna Miller about her. Where Sienna Miller's like good, objectively good. Like she's probably good Mm -hmm. in everything she does. But I will only I will only remember her for like her dalliances with Jude Law. Like I will, you know, it just it sucks. Like, but I will only remember her that way. And and Abby Cornish, especially because she's Australian. So now she's getting looped in with like, you know, um, Margot Robbie and like all these other like Australian Mm -hmm. actresses. Now she's kind of like falling to the even more bottom of yeah, the Yeah, but she's also of one of those people. <laughs> the file. She she acts pretty consistently. She's around. It's it's it, so your comparison to Sienna Miller is spot on. Like she's 
she's still around. She's by no means unsuccessful. Everywhere. And we haven't even <laughs> we haven't even gotten to uh, three billboards in which fart Lindsay and I Wisconsin have or whatever the fuck on. that movie was um, called. You didn't like it as much as now. You're gonna like kind of you're gonna you're just gonna do you're gonna do pro because like no, I'm I like con. I I liked it okay. I there were there were the things the the thing is though. There are there are there are things about three billboards that I like despise. Yeah, like Abby Cornish's accent. First of all, so this caller is so spot on because literally this woman shows up as Woody Harrelson's wife in this like small town, and for no reason she has an accent that is so unbelievably unplaceable that you spend half the movie being like, "Where is she from?" They don't say. And maybe the first time you hear her talk, she doesn't have an accent, and then <laughs> yes, every time she talks, yes, she has a different, a different accent, and then you're like, "Wait a second, who is this?" And also, why is she Woody Harrelson? Wife. No clue. Of all no the people clue. you could have cast as Woody no Harrelson's clue. wife, why did you pick Abby Cornish? It doesn't. It make doesn't any make sense. any sense. And this is just one of, and I won't even get into all the things about this movie that I despise. But it's just one of the small things in this movie that makes so no sense that it distracts and really pulls down the rest of the film. It's these little details that are just not thought out. The movie. The movie does a, a thing that I love when movies do. Like there's a there's a there's a particularly dramatic scene in Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri, during which Abby Cornish like wails like has a breakdown mm-hmm. but they do that thing where they silence it and they play like music over it so you just see her like fall over and scream and it's like thank god i do not want to hear this i do um, not also have abby you ever cornish heard play. abby cornish rap should i play you some please play some i've never heard it yeah as i break some sort of ceiling i'm willingly willing but i'm always landing up on my feet like a cat comparing and willing to spin some tops with you off with your rock and you like a baby maybe we both could be saved as we age in the rain can you blame us for decades straining to reach some limits push ourselves right in at one minute to hold you and i'm often in it come to kick it with you hold your hands if you're living giving breathing and bringing you know what i would love i would love abby cornish to rap as melora harden danced along <laughs> and timothy chalamet like comes in for a feature <laughs> A Melora Harden song with a special featured rap by right. Abby Cornish. Abby yes. Cornish. I see that detour in the road where the clay turns a brick red. Just drive me there, I'm walking home. Timothy Chalamet is far too famous to appear on Melora Harden's oh, new single. Oh, is he? I think Abby Cornish. Well, could. he is right now. I mean, I am curious though, like, Australians, what is Abby Cornish to you? <laughs> Who is yeah. Abby Cornish to seems, you? Seems completely fine. Seems, completely seems like fine, you're probably whatever. fine with her. Seems like you probably don't care that much about Ryan Phillippe. I think that's probably the answer. I think it's like, oh, we forgot about her. But like, what? Oh, her. Oh, her? She? Mm-hmm. Anyways, um, there's another actor in uh, Three Billboards in like Fart Town, USA uh, that called. So why don't you play that call too? Oh, yeah. Fart Town, USA. Three Billboards Outside Fart Town, <laughs> USA <laughs> is really funny. That's very funny. Okay. Hi, Who Weekly. This is Julia. Uh, first time, long time. Uh, I just got back from seeing three billboards in or outside of Ebbing, Missouri, or whatever it is. Uh, I, like Lindsay, had a lot of thoughts, but one of them being, who is the guy that plays the son in that movie? Because I noticed he's also the like blonde boyfriendish character in Ladybird. I haven't seen that yet, but he's in the trailer. And then he's also in Manchester by the Sea. So who is this kid? Is he like a thing? How did he start appearing in all these movies that are like Oscar bait? Where did he come from? Is he going to be a thing? Uh, hoping you can tell me more. Okay, thanks. Uh, Scarjo Le Pop. Bye. 
Lucas Hedges is who you're talking about. He's everywhere right now. He is. He's so everywhere that I had the same reaction, but like I knew his name because that's part of my job. When he appeared in Three Billboards, which I did not know he was in, I actually, I turned to Josh and I was like, it's fucking Lucas Hedges again. (laughs) Like, what is up with this? It's almost like he auditioned for a lot of things at the same time and got three movies that happened to like come out around the same, you know, he kind of, yeah. Yeah. This, and this happens with new faces. When new people and everyone's are, excited about them are, are it they're suddenly everywhere. Yeah. Like remember, like the joke. Remember when speaking of Jude Law when he appeared on the scene in like two thousand four. He was in everything. He was in every yeah. movie in two thousand four. Yeah. And and then someone made a joke. It was like who made the joke at the Oscars? And then Sean Penn came out like hours later, like six hours into the Oscar ceremony after I think Chris Rock made a joke about like who the fuck is Jude Law and why is he everywhere? Like. Eight hours into the Oscars, Sean Penn is doing something completely different in front of a microphone, and he's like, and to answer uh, our host, you have to find this clip. He's I like, haven't seen To answer this. our host's, he's like, to answer our host's question, Jude Law is one of our finest no, actors. It's like, it's like very, it's very shut good. Shut up. I, have, I um, do not remember that. Okay, who is Jude Law? Why is he in every movie I have seen the last four years? He's in everything. Even the movies he's not acting in. If you look at the credits, he made cupcakes or something. He's in everything. But to, to be fair, Lucas Hedges, the reason why he feels like he's everywhere is because he's literally in two movies that are out right now that people are talking about. Lady Bird and Three Billboards. That people love. Well, and the love. other movie that he was in that got a, was a big deal was Manchester by the Sea, which came out actually last year. Chicken movie. Okay. Yeah. And he got nominated for an Oscar, right? He didn't get nominated he for an Oscar. He got nominated no. for a... For like... Independent spirit. No, he got <laughs> that kid did not get an he Oscar nomination. Nominated. I'm sorry. I, wow, this like fake news happening right here. What the hell did he get nominated for? Oh wait, he did. You're an. He got nominated for best supporting actor asshole. for the fucking. But, but you're such a know it all. I did not know that. Oh my god. I guess I blocked that out. I definitely saw it on this Wikipedia and said it, and then you were like, "No." Wow. I am so sorry, Lindsay. I was so catty mm-hmm. towards you just yeah. now, and I'm really somebody's sorry. a know it all about awards. <laughs> god, with the chicken when the chicken falls out. Oh my god. Oh, the chicken. Whatever that movie the was. The chicken. Remember the movie. Remember the chicken. Everyone. Everyone. <sighs> Manchester by the Sea is the iconic movie. About a chicken. Um, That's not girl interrupted about the chicken falling out of the freezer and then lucas had just cried at the chicken and then he got an oscar nomination which i completely <laughs> forgot about anyway he's suddenly everywhere he is you are correct the boyfriend ish character in ladyburg we're not going to spoil it and um three billboards he plays francis mcdormand's son and i think they're both really good performances actually mm. they're both really good i don't know i'm you know what like my hatred of three bo- three billboards outside, like Dakota, whatever, like whatever the fuck that movie is, like again- three billboards outside of Dakota Fanning, <laughs> three billboards outside North Dakota Fanning or whatever, like <laughs> North Dakota, South Dakota Johnson. I mean, this movie is gonna Fanning. like probably win an Oscar, and I'm gonna be here screaming to myself, like you know, so angry with this stupid. I don't movie. think it will. Maybe Francis will. Maybe, 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 but who knows. Moving on. Moving. I'll never move on. on. Lucas Hedges is going to be around for at least another yeah, do you two think years. He'll, like, do you think he'll edge up? Like, do you think he'll... That's a weird way to put it. Do you think he'll... I don't know. It seems It seems very... Maybe this is a hideous comparison. It seems very... Um, Domino Gleason. <laughs> no. Because he's... Don't... Well, sort of. No, I actually... I was... 
I was gonna say I was gonna say Natalie Portman oh. for some reason, but Donald Gleason makes more sense. Where it's like, oh, they're good and they're sort of young, but like, what will they do when they're? Well, 30? also, what's you funny know? about him is he's from New York too. Like Timothy, he's also Timothy. a New York kid. Mm-hmm. But what's funny about and Timothy is in uh, Lady Bird as well. And what's funny is Lucas Hedges is like the softer, gentle version because it's impossible. Like Timothy is such a like just looks like an asshole. Lucas Hedges doesn't just look like an asshole, so they wouldn't. No. I don't think they would be competing. No, for but roles. like it's interesting. So Timothée went to like the performing arts school uptown, and Lucas went to St. Anne's, which is in Brooklyn. So it's just a oh. very like there's an interesting comparison about these like two young actors that are like hitting at the same time, that mm. are kind of from interesting New York. Yeah, and his and origins. and his and sorry, Lucas Hedges's dad is like a famous. What writer. did he do? He wrote um, What's Eating Gilbert Grape. And he Dan wrote, in Real um, Life. I love that movie. I love the yeah. movie Dan in Real Life. What's really funny is that he directed Dan in Real Life, and that's how Lucas Hedges got his start, because he was oh. in it in a small role. He also wrote about a boy in Pieces of April, the iconic movie starring um, Katie Patricia Holmes. Patricia Clarkson. Fuck you. Uh, no. Patricia no, Clarkson. Katie Holmes. No. <laughs> Patricia Clarkson. No. That's the movie that Patricia Clarkson had like really good Oscar buzz for, and then she ended up not like. Okay, no one but cared. Katie Holmes was in that movie. Yes, but it's a Patricia Clarkson movie, Kate, not a Katie. N- Holmes we'll movie. agree to disagree about that one because you can literally go look at the poster and it's Katie Holmes, not Patricia Clarkson. Yeah, but if you look closely <laughs> at the poster, you'll see Patricia Clarkson in profile, um, doing a better job. <laughs> Katie Holmes. Katie Holmes, Pieces of April is one of Katie Holmes' best yes. performances, but that doesn't say much. Okay, but... <laughs> okay. I'm just oh, sorry. Oh, it's one of her best the... performances? I'm Great. sorry, but What's you cannot call Pieces of April a Patricia Clarkson vehicle. Like, it's not. It's just straight... Pieces of April is a Patricia Clarkson <laughs> vehicle. Not. I just said it's... it. What's your problem? It's not. You were wrong about Lucas Hedges, even though I was reading the Wikipedia, so it wasn't like I was right and you were wrong, but you're wrong again. Look, I will... Own up to me forgetting, me blacking out the memory that Lucas Hedges got a nomination for Chicken Movie. But you will not ever change my mind that Patricia Clarkson is the lead of Mises of April. She is the lead. She's not. She's Katie not, Holmes is second lead vocalist not, of Pieces of April, okay? Not. Let Katie Holmes have the only movie she's maybe ever no. been good in. No. Like, let her have it. Why won't you let her have it? What, she has to keep no. teaching Mrs. Tingle and, like... She's she's good in the ice storm. Okay, too, no. Where Next she's like, call. No. No. <laughs> no. Hey, I really didn't want to make this call, but I was wondering if straight people know who Colby Keller is. Good form, Bella Thorpe. The answer, my friends, is no. <laughs> straight people don't know who famous gay porn well, stars are. Well, there's proof because when I was listening to the calls, Lindsay was like, "Who's Colby <laughs> Keller?" <laughs> I was like, don't get me started, please. Well, I was like, the caller said that I wouldn't know who he was. And Bobby was like, you wouldn't. <laughs> you wouldn't. <laughs> you wouldn't. Colby Keller is arguably um, one of the most famous gay porn stars and um, arguably a huge asshole. Um, arguably? Colby Keller is a big yeah, asshole. Okay. I think people have a complicated relationship with Colby In Keller. In that like, they jerk off to like movies of him, but hate him. I think yeah, that's I think that <laughs> is think that the relationship. No, I think that's the relationship because he's. I I don't know if 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 you could really name someone like a gay porn star, like working gay porn star, who is as famous as is he is? Sean Cody. Not a real Maybe? person, just the name of a website. 
I don't know if he's a real person. I know that he's the name of the website, okay. but I don't know. If I just he's wasn't a real sure because I know like that's like the name in gay porn that I know, but I think that's just the company. I think that's the website. Also, that's such a good name for a gay porn porn website. Sean no, Cody. It sounds, it's so good. It like it's like fake. Um, but Colby Keller like is likes being very outspoken about politics and um and art and his art. Uh, he voted for Donald Trump. And then he writes essays about He's God, kind of a well, troll in that way. Yeah. Also, don't call us about like other popular gay porn stars. Like we don't care. Yeah, we, we can't. <laughs> we, we shouldn't even be talking about we this. Can. But he's sort of yeah. a who because he's trying to be, he's trying to be more famous. He's trying to have a career outside of gay porn, which is sort of a trendy thing for porn stars to do. It probably started with, what's his name? James Dean. And then look what happened to him. Um <laughs> But well, that was his own fault. He was in. He's an actor now too. He was in uh, an episode of High Maintenance. Oh, really? Do you yes. think that was like kind of a nod? Like they wanted to do that, so it was like a nod to the people watching who would know who he was otherwise. Probably, yeah. probably. But it was also us an episode that required like explicit gay sex, and it's like why not hire a, a gay porn star to do this? Right, right, right. Um, but I think he's. But I think he's pretty. I don't know. He. I, Everyone, everyone, every gay person I know and have spoken to about Colby Keller is like, what an asshole. It's just I don't like, like him. really, but he's everywhere. really, really difficult for a porn star to cross over into film and TV. It's just yeah. really going to be difficult. Like the only mm-hmm. one I can think of in the past five years is a girlfriend experience. It's um, it's Sasha Gray. Oh my god, it's Sasha Gray. We're so stupid. Sasha, it's Sasha Gray, Gray. Obviously, yes. I keep forgetting because yes, now yes, there's yes, a yes, TV yes. show which doesn't star Sasha Gray, which stars Riley Keogh, who's Elvis's granddaughter, and that show's really good too, which I watch. So I forgot mm-hmm. like the movie, the original movie is is Sasha Gray, and it's very good. But I can you think of other? Maybe like I have to go back further, and my memory's just bad. But like but it's like can I? But it's also like can can gay people name straight porn stars? No, I can barely name straight porn stars. So it's like it's it's not it's not gonna happen. Straight people do not know who Colby Keller is. Can we move on? <laughs> I mean, I just told you I don't know who he is. So like that answers your go. question. Gigi Gorgeous is a fucking mother. No, she fucking isn't. <laughs> She's not a fucking mother. So Gigi Gorgeous, uh, one of our true faves, um, iconic YouTuber. Uh, she's a, she's a, she's incredible iconic transgender youtuber um ultimate storyteller we've talked about her a billion times anyway so Gigi gorgeous is dating this woman nats getty who is of the getty empire you know the like really really rich west coast people we've mentioned this there's like passing. a full Gigi gorgeous episode so i don't think we need to go over it again but what happened was Gigi gorgeous posted a photo on her social media channels in which she and Nats were <laughs> cradling this newborn baby, like fresh out of the womb baby. They posted a photo of them cradling this brand new baby, looking at it lovingly, and then captioned it, thank you so much to our beautiful surrogate. And then Nats Getty posted one that said, our little angel. So it's like, okay, okay. how could we not think that this was, you You had a surrogate give birth for to your child? Yeah. And it makes, it makes sense. Like people have surrogates and then they like reveal them in like surprise photos like this is not unprecedented so and Gigi's a little unpredictable so maybe this is it maybe this was true and yet there was no reason to not believe it and yet it was wrong but the reason it was wrong is the funniest thing in the whole entire world so Gigi deals with but wait Gigi waits forever to to correct this which is my one of the reasons I think this was I think this was staged she knew this would get headlines 
And so she knew it would get pressed for like, Gigi Gorgeous and Nat Getty, who and who are new parents. For days, she's getting these headlines. Then suddenly, where do we see it? Just Jared Jr. Gigi Gorgeous and Nat Getty aren't actually parents. Rep confirms. Let me read. But the funniest reason, their excuse is the funniest thing ever. Their excuse is that their excuse is that they didn't know what the word surrogate meant. Here we go. <laughs> Wait, here we go. Gigi's use of the word surrogate was not meant the way it was received, a.k.a. the way, the it's, way it's defined. It's defined. <laughs> her use of the term while holding her friend's new baby was meant playfully as she was stepping into the parenting role and caring for the child during her visit. She was so excited to help care for the baby and is thrilled to be part of the child's life. Gigi believes that family is what you make it and will help provide a support system for the child for many years to come. Okay, Excuse that is not me, what surrogacy is. That's not is. what surrogacy is. Like... No. It's not your surrogate. No, I'm sorry. If it's no. Not your and then baby. they made a video, of course, that was like misleading. It was like our baby. And it's like, oh, it's not our baby. And Gigi goes off on how like the media picked up and got out of control by picking up it was her baby. And it's like, you could not have been more clear. <laughs> <laughs> and she does the and she does the whole like taken out of context angle, oh, which is fake so fake news funny and like, taken out of context. What's the context? It's a photo fo- it's an Instagram photo. But listen, I cannot disparage Gigi Gorgeous for too long because even that video, as frustrating as it is, includes a beautiful, iconic se- tangent during which Gigi is like, and so we go to the hospital, like my friend's giving birth to this baby, all the way to like Orange County from LA as though it's some like hideous it drive. Is. And when we get there, they're like, it's going to be another four to eight hours before oh this baby God. is born. They and just so want a photo. Is like, so they're like, we're so pissed, which is so funny because Gigi is nothing if not honest in her videos. And she's like, I was so pissed when my friend hadn't given birth yet that I had to wait another four hours. And so <laughs> the friend is like, go around the corner to the Buffalo Wild Wings and wait there. And so they're like, okay. <laughs> and so they go to the Buffalo Wild Wings. And then Gigi tells a story about how she started buying drinks for everyone in the restaurant. And then they cut her off because she was like, I guess I didn't know, but at Buffalo Wild Wings, you're not allowed to have more than three drinks in one hour. But it's like, girl, get real. We have eight hours to go and we are trying to, you know, kill time. We ended up leaving after like an hour and then... She like takes this moment to shit on Buffalo Wild Wings. And then she's like, and then we go back to the hospital and the baby was born. It was beautiful and magical. (laughs) And not our baby. And I just wanted to thank the mama of the baby for giving the baby to our group and being the surrogate in that way. And the baby is not ours but we look at it like you know he is given the time that we're in with the relationships and the statuses of everybody a surrogate can be whatever you want it to be and that's not for public debate and i think that was like a lesson that we learned it's so good i'm sorry i i could talk about Gigi gorgeous for hours I but i think we have to end the episode but we're we have to end the episode but we've run long. but if you're gonna care about any youtube we've star it's probably Gigi gorgeous that you should probably care about right yeah, follow her. She's the best. She's the best. She's the best. That's why I get mad when I when I see like um who's a who's Jake Paulers and shit like that. I'm like, no, you guys are being misled. The only person on YouTube <laughs> worth caring about is Gigi Gorgeous. Like, she is it. Like, you guys are being you, misled. You guys need to go to the other side. I I worry about something problematic coming from Gigi. Gorgeous. She's already been and slightly like, problematic in many ways. She's a problematic figure to her own community too. It's interesting. Oh, she actually says like v- v- like not not so lovely things about womanhood and like femininity um so full disclosure 
She's a little problematic. Well, she's the full, which is fascinating too. She's the full 2017 spectrum of inspiring and problematic. So like she, mm-hmm. she runs on inspiration. She has this amazing story. Uh, I watched her stupid documentary, which is a total PR mm-hmm. movie. And she. Oh, it's not. It's yeah, not Yeah, she it's just, so she came up from nowhere and not, and she just, whatever. She's inspiring. But within her own community, now she's also problematic because she represents a certain type of trans person who is not the universal and not not attainable by mm-hmm. everyone. She always talks about how much plastic surgery she's had and da da da. And so mm-hmm. she's she's fully 2017 don't you think like she's everything fully 2017 and i and i think not that it excuses her behavior her past behavior but i think the 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 saving grace of gigi gorgeous is is that if anyone's willing to learn from their mistakes at gigi gorgeous no one feels worse when they get get to make a video about it and then that's like the best the best reward is like the the learning experience of making the video yes yes (laughs) so thank you to uh megan markle for marrying, agreeing to marry Prince Harry. Thank you to our new black princess, Meghan thank Markle, <laughs> thank who's you maybe to, not a princess. Definitely the, the definitely the new queen. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> thank you to the new queen, Meghan Markle, who will be taking over England very soon, and her, her Duchess of Troy and Belisario. <laughs> <laughs> so um, it's wild that the new national anthem, or what is it, this national anthem of the UK, is the Suits theme song. It's wild that the national anthem of the UK. Do is they have thing? one? They have to have the national one. anthem of Great Britain. It's wild that our national anthem is the suits is the suits theme yeah, right now. Yeah. Like we changed it over. We god. were so excited. Oh my god, this is such a bad episode. Thank you to all of our callers. You're all beautiful. And please, a new thing that we're doing at the end of every episode, or at the end of <laughs> don't say this because you're not like, going to be every episode. We're never going to do it again. It's not going to be every episode. But when we think about it, when we think about it. We're going to end the episode with a special call that goes unanswered because it doesn't deserve a response. And we're going to call it, Caller, You're Doing Amazing, Sweetie. And so please stay tuned after the credits for the first installment of Caller, Caller, You're Doing Amazing, Amazing, Sweetie. sweetie. (laughs) Bye. Have a great weekend. We love you all so much. Bye. Goodbye. You will drive it. That was a headgum podcast. Hey, Who Weekly. It's Angel. Um, long-time listener, many-time caller. Um, okay, so I have one big fat question. Why don't I know who Martha Stewart is? I work at Macy's, and I saw her line there, and I just, like, I don't know, like, Stewart, like, is she like? I, I honestly thought that she was like the lady from like Stuart Little, you know, the rat, the white rat, or ma- mouse. Yeah, I don't know. Oh God, I don't know. She even looks like the mouse too. <laughs> Tell me who she is, because I really do not know who this lady is. Like I asked my friends about her, and they said that um that she's like the queen of like the kitchen like she does everything in the kitchen like she sells things in the kitchen but i don't know where did this lady start and how is she famous and why does she have a line in macy's and does she have lines anywhere else thank you weekly